Hello, folks. Once again, welcome to the Biscuits and Gravy Show. My name is Jason Kurtman. Sitting across the country from me is Jim. He is the default browser, Nelson. How are you doing today, Jim? The default browser is that, what was that? Did you ever see that cartoon when it had, like, the different default browsers? It had Foxfire, and it had Internet Explorer. And they, like, they had them all out like they were little kids. No, I don't and think Internet, I ever saw that. <laughs> never saw that one? Well, it was like Internet, the, the Foxfire was pretty good, and there was another one that was pretty good. And then you had you had Internet Browser that was over here, and was the little kid that was like, like eating glue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's about <laughs> right. There's a lot of good browsers out there. Um, in my opinion, Internet Explorer and uh, the new one that they came out with, Edge. I don't use them unless I have to. I've got some uh, work programs uh, that I, you know, for my the job that I do, my normal, my day job, uh, that require nothing but Internet Explorer. And that's a huge disappointment to me. Uh, 90% of my stuff, though, is, is done through Google Chrome. I, uh, I love the Chrome browser. It, it doesn't really matter what browser you use this day, these days. Somebody somewhere is tracking you through something. So <laughs> I've about resigned to the fact that, hey, I'm a fly on the wall, and as long as I don't get swatted... You know, I'm good with I've it. I've been using, I've yeah. been using um, DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo, I I just like the name of it. So yeah, they right. they have a browser, um, or a well, search engine. It's a search engine. Okay. But you know what? I'm gonna have to double. See, he asked me a smart I, question, I, and I asked you a smart question. Yes. And uh, anyway, hey, you know what? While you're thinking about that, real long and hard, I'm gonna go ahead with the business. Hey, we're sponsored by the McDonald's Corporation because you deserve a break every day. And uh, go get yourself a Big Mac. Nothing makes me happier than a Big Mac. That's the truth of it. Special thanks to our executive consultant, Mr. Rodney Barden. Our fantastic website.com is our website, as if you couldn't figure it out by that. Uh, you can also get there by going to vintagebiscuits.com. Uh, our Facebook page, which is the Biscuits and Gravy Bunch page, is a fun place to be, let me tell you. Uh, you'll have a lot of fun there. It's clean, it's wholesome, and it's it's good for the whole family. Right, Jim? We, 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 keep, the, we keep the Internet people in the white vans out of there. So, <laughs> yes. So don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes, too. And if you send me an email this week... To our fantastic website at gmail.com. I just might be inclined to send you a rubber chicken. Send me an email. First one that sends me an email will get that. So, uh, Jim, what, what's been on your mind? What's been on your heart, brother? Yes, well, actually, I was a little bit concerned. I ha had a very large plant out in my backyard. Mm -hmm. Cops found it, was... didn't they? No, wrong plant. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Not that one, right? I'm not that interesting. Okay. <laughs> I, I thought what I had on my hands was uh, a, a giant hogweed. A hogweed? Giant hogweed. That's I, what I thought I had on my okay. hands. Okay. I'll have to Google that one. Um, well, you should. Okay. You know, kind of as a, as a PSA, um, giant hogweed, if you, if you end up finding out that you've got it in your yard, um, it's an invasive plant that has come from uh, Asia. And if you touch it, yeah, it will give you third-degree chemical burns. Oh, well, I guess that means it's not edible then. No. It's not kosher. Get it? Hogweed, no. kosher? Anyway. Yeah, um, see what you did there. Yeah. Um, the, other thing, <laughs> the other thing is, 
is um, not only once you recover from the uh, the chemical burns this thing produces, it will actually leave your skin is extremely sensitive to light for several years. Really? Yes. Um, and if you get this stuff in your eyes, it can blind you. This is like some horrible, horrible, I've horrible never, stuff. Is this something? Is this a plant that's commonly well known amongst people who know anything about plants? Um, By anything, well, I mean anything. I mean, I know what a dandelion looks like, but I've never seen a hogweed. Yeah, this one here. Um, if you if you catch one full grown, you're gonna know it because they range from between seven and fourteen foot tall. Interesting. Uh, now, as it turns out, uh, what I have in my backyard is not giant hogweed. Okay, what was it? It turns out it's a plant called Angelica Archangelica. Okay. Um, or Garden Angelica, or there's a there's several different names for it, and it's and it's entirely it's entirely harmless. If it now hypothetically had it been uh, cow parsnip, which is another lookalike, um, cow parsnip is another plant that it's not as dangerous as the cow as the uh, giant hogweed, um, but it's still quite dangerous, and you don't you don't you don't want to get this stuff on your skin, but the angelica is is completely harmless. Interesting. Yeah. I'm beginning to wonder if you have a degree I don't know about. Okay. <laughs> I, you used an app to figure this out, didn't you? Some of this? Like um, one of those apps where you point it at the plant and it tells you what it is? Uh, no, I used to have that on my one of those on my phone, but this one I had to I had to do it the old-fashioned way. I had to Google it. Okay. My <laughs> luck my luck I would take use one of those apps, you know, and get a red alert and all of a sudden, you know, my uh government uh, emergency alert alerts would be going off on my phone saying CDC has been contacted or something, you know. You remember back about a year ago, people were getting, at random, people were getting packages of seeds in the mail from China. Mm. You remember that? That yep. was wild. I remember, I I didn't remember get back any. when packages of white powder were being distributed, and, and it w turns out that in some cases it was anthrax. Yes, yep. I remember that too. I, I knew somebody. I personally knew somebody that um, had a had an envelope of white powder sent to his uh, to him at work. Wow. Was it? Was he? And, did he uh, have enemies? Uh, no. Or was it just a random act of weirdness? R random act of stupidity. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was that. And it, and the thing was, is if any anybody that knew this guy knew that he was one of the gentlest, best people. I mean, this this is the kind of friend you want and want to have your family around. So by the time somebody does something stupid like that to him, it's like, oh no, <laughs> we need to we need to call the Avengers or or somebody, because um, he's just genuinely awesome yeah. people. Okay, well, hmm, that's interesting. I uh, I get weird packages in the mail all the time, but they're not addressed to me. They're addressed to Sarah, and it's usually something she ordered. You know, that's one of the blessings of being married. Um, I say blessings. One of the observations can be a blessing, too, sometimes is, you know, women like to shop in this day and age, and they really like to shop online. So we're all, all the time getting boxes here, and I'm like, what's this? Well, I ordered something, but I don't remember what it was, or it could be this, this, or this. <laughs> you know, those are the things that are on the way. So uh, living with my wife is often... A lot like a guessing game. Uh, when when the you never when know the postman, what you're going to get. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> she shops off of this uh, website called Zoo Lily, 
which mm. is pretty interesting. It's it's a decent uh, decent website. So I've heard of it, but I've I haven't checked it out myself. Sarah has. You should ask her about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. Uh, but but I love her. Bless her heart. Um, and she's and I'm I'm say that jokingly. She's um, you know a woman when she shops for a man can bring a perspective to her man that he hasn't had before. And a lot of things, and a woman can uh, find a lot of cool stuff. I'll never forget one of the first gifts she got me, and I, I can't remember the name of the brand name, but the, the guy that started the company got himself in a lot of trouble. It was a, a jacket that had a ton of hidden pockets, and oh, I wish I could remember the name of it, but it had pockets for cameras, keys, cell phone. It had little cha- channels in it for running earbuds through it. Um I mean, it had a. I think it had almost thirty pockets in it that were hidden. But looking at it, you could only see the two. Uh, it, it was pretty cool. But the guy got in trouble uh, because he said something about uh, Fox News that their listeners were. I don't remember his exact words, but in essence, he was saying they were uh, Fox News viewers were a bunch of idiots. Well, he lost a lot of support for his company when he did that. As my dad said, and it, well, he didn't say it originally. You know where it comes from. All things are lawful, but not all things are expedient. And, oh yes, uh, yeah. Which which basically means for you people who out there who don't understand Greek, Latin, or Hebrew, and I'm kidding. Uh, just because you can say something doesn't mean that you should. So that's what that means. Have, Speaking of people yeah. that have uh, said things, there was uh, a teacher. A oh, school teacher. I was going to say, I'm sorry, Jim, for anything I said while I was hungry. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, apparently there was a there's a school teacher, and he his name was Tanner, I believe. Uh, Tanner Cross. Okay. And he got a hold of the Alliance Defense Fund, and took it to court. They they he was in class, and somebody wanted to take issue with the fact that he did not uh, use the assigned transgender pronouns of choice. I think I heard something about this. Yep. And it and he was um he wasn't being disrespectful. He just was listen, you can't compel me to use pronouns of your choice. That that transgresses my freedom of speech. Right. And and you be whatever you want to be, you don't get me about. And that was well, interestingly enough, a Virgi- this was in Virginia. A Virginia judge ruled Tuesday to reinstate a suspended uh, his uh, Luden County Public Schools teacher who was booted out for refusing to accept the idea that biological boys can become girls. Okay, so he was a little bit more specific. Uh, across a grade school gym teacher made the declaration at a uh, Luden County School Board meeting. Two days later, he is removed from the classroom. And uh, Circuit Judge James Plowman ordered Tuesday that Cross, uh, represented by Alliance Defense uh, Fund, I, th- I think this is misspelled here, <coughs> uh, be reinstated to his former position at Leesburg Elementary School. Plowman said uh, the school district violated Cross's uh, constitutional rights and harmed his reputation. Interesting. Yeah. But uh, let's see here. Uh, there's a talk show host out that way, a fellow by the name of Ted, uh, Todd Barnes. 
uh-huh. said uh, Tanner is a great American patriot. He's the kind of man you want teaching your kids. He did the right thing first by taking a bold stand for freedom, and second by reaching out to the alliance, uh, alliance defending freedom. Is what they've called it. I think I think they mean the Alliance Defense Fund, um, unless they've changed their name, and I don't know, which is a distinct possibility. Uh, Todd Starnes added, uh, "Alliance Defending Freedom is one of the premier religious liberty law firms in the nation. Not only do they take on these kinds of cases, they win." Interesting. Good for them. That's that's great that they won. It, the, problem, the problem is it never should have even gone to court. It never mm-hmm. should have even come up in the school district. Uh, but it but it does. But that's because that's the wicked world that we, well, to quote a Princess Bride, something uh, that's the wicked world we live in. Uh, we live in yes. So um, inconceivable. Yeah, you know the problem is there. There's a lot of self-proclaiming Christians with this line of thought too. Uh, that's another problem with that, uh, and, and I'm getting into that because there's I'm finding a lot of professing Christians who have these ideas that are way out there. Now, before I I'm gonna I'm gonna get into I've got something here I want to bring up, Jim. But before I do, I think there's two definitions for the word nationalism. Um, yes, I, I think one sense of nationalism is putting America first. I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with putting America first to the exclusion of other countries, uh, people from other countries that are in other countries. Um, now, granted, there, there's got to be a balance there. We have, Amer- the United States has always been traditionally uh, the protector of the world's freedoms. If we weren't, we wouldn't have had World War II um, and, and various other situations can exemplify that as well but uh there has to be an equal balance there too i don't think and this is this is what i liked about trump he saw that he knew that he knew that we would have to go to the defense of other countries who were living under a rule of tyranny but at the same time he wasn't he was doing everything he could to keep our country from doling out free money to other countries for their causes that's the whole concept of keep America great. I don't have a problem with that. I read a, a Facebook friend of mine posted something this week, and I'm going to read to you, Jim, verbatim what it is. But nationalism, I don't have a problem with nationalism under the definition that I see nationalism, the, the what it is to me. So this is what was posted. I can't imagine Jesus waving an American flag any more than I can imagine him wearing a God Bless Rome shirt. First of all, that thought is just ridiculous. I don't know of any screen printers that lived in ancient Rome. <laughs> but anyway, it, this is what I don't understand. Maybe you can uh, help me understand her next phrase, which is, four words, patriotism is too small. Not sure what she means by that. Do you have any idea? Yeah. This is okay. When you were using the word nationalism, uh-huh. um, nationalism is usually used for um, countries like Nazi Germany. It shouldn't be, though. Well, I don't think it should be. Here's well, here's the thing. You're not on a technical point. You're you're not wrong. But if we want to have words that make a distinction between um, nationalism right. 
in that sense or patriotism then 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 we've got to be able to have words that say hey we're we're talking about the the negative extreme of people who think that they are superior um not just not just in terms of their form of government or their their ideas that transform the world into a better place for everybody concerned that's hey america is that and 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 we're not the only ones saying that um but if you think that you are ethnically superior okay now we're getting into an issue and that was what ended up happening in nazi germany is that they thought that they were they were they were the top of the gene pool and and that nationalism uh took ended up taking over in the in the the realms of power and people people that would otherwise be uh good people that would that would be um against that were scared into submission and and i think it's important to point that out that with with germany um there were people that were just too scared because they were dealing with such radical personalities but there's but there is a difference between nationalism and patriotism when we say hey america is the greatest plan greatest country in the face of the planet um we mean that we have better ideas that that extend freedom to to anybody and everybody that this that we are endowed by our creator with certain inalienable rights and, and you know the rest that right. among these are life liberty and the pursuit of happiness and any country that extends that across the board um that's that's a that's a good thing um well it to recognizes that all men are equal you have somebody that says no we are the best on an ethnic basis well now no that's now we're yeah, getting into something that's a whole else. and i know you're against that, that that's we're yeah i'm not even getting there I'm trying to the, get the, there here's the, the, when, the thing is is that when we usually the word nationalism when you hear it used is um it is is talking about the negative end of that well i have looked up the word nationalism and i've seen several different definitions of it just that you know just that one word there's several different definitions i looked at one website they had literally had seven i'm not going to get into it but they literally had seven different definitions for the word nationalism so i think for anybody to say that nationalism is completely wrong well you're brought in you're, you're painting with too broad a brush stroke there um if you're talking about you know, the, uh, bringing race and ethnics into it, yeah, that's completely wrong. But let's call that what it is. Let's call that racism. Let, let me go on to back to what else she's, this uh, poster says. Our Bible doesn't say, for God so loved America. It said, for God so loved the world. Now, you're taking something, and this is what I have a problem with. When Christians <laughs> say... Well, the Bible says this, we should love everybody. We are to help everybody in the world. Yes, it does. But it's not applying those principles to a government. It's applying it to you, the individual, as, as a child of God. So let's stop saying that we should have open borders because God accepts all. Let's stop saying that we yeah, should... Isn't, that a, isn't, yeah. that a funny, isn't that a funny little overreach of of biblical principles applying them where they don't belong because if you looked at israel mm -hmm. 
does Israel have borders that they enforce? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. They and always not just have. now. Yeah. Yes, exactly right. Not just now. They have from, from time immemorial. Okay. Yeah. So, and every country does. Every single country does. And, and, and while we're on that topic, for like a split second, I'm going to poke the bear a little bit. Um, if, if America is so bad and we need to be so socialist, why is it that people are leaving socialist countries, crossing borders to yeah. come into capitalist countries that have... If, if we're so bad... Why is it that people are leaving the socialist countries for here? Yeah. Yep. Because it's... What, what, is your, what is your plan to keep them out that will just turn America socialist? That way there's no point in coming here? Is well, that the plan? I think there's two reasons for it. I think the I'm main... I'm being sarcastic. I, I know you are, but I do think there's two reasons, and I think the main reason is they are looking for the opportunities that we have. Mm -hmm. I think the other reason for it is that there are people behind the curtain, so to speak, that are pushing these people... Yeah, what happened when Biden got into president, got got into office as president? There was an influx in the number of people trying to cross the border because they had heard, they were encouraged by their own friends and family, by their own government, that Biden's going to let everybody in through the door. Biden, but uh, you know, and he, Biden's hands were tired; he couldn't. You know, there's there's still policies and laws in place. Would he have liked to? Yeah, probably. Uh, you know. But he couldn't. But immediately, because that's what everybody thought, that's what these other people... And what problem did that create at the border? It was immense. Uh, just unbelievable. Every time there's a border crisis, I, I will tell you what happens, because I live within 100 miles of the border. And I'm saying that in general, because there can be a border... By federal law, there can be a border checkpoint within 100 miles of the border anywhere. Um, but... I have two Border Patrol checkpoints close to me. And over the last several years, they're open 24-7. You're driving down the highway, there's cones, they get diverted, they take a picture of your... Uh, I, I know they take a picture of your driver's license. I think they take a picture of your face and run it through instant facial recognition software uh, to check for wants and warrants. I don't, I don't know for a fact that they do, but I'm pretty confident that they do. Those and and honestly, those are good things. Those checkpoints, I'm all for them. You, I'll tell you how it goes, Jim. You drive up, you roll down your window. The officer doesn't ask you for a driver's license, insurance, paperwork, nothing. He looks at you and says, "Is everybody in the vehicle a, a United States citizen?" Response is always, at least it is with me. Yes, sir. Thank you. You have a nice day. He hasn't stopped me for an unreasonable amount of time. He hasn't stopped me from, you know, he hasn't really encroached upon my freedoms. I'm still going where I went. Yes, it took me 20 seconds longer to get there. to get And they, they're so fast when they go through there. If they do have a vehicle that they need to question or stop further, because they have drug dogs there too, they pull them off to the side and the line keeps going. I don't have a problem with that because... And there's a lot of conservatives that say they do, and they post videos of, I don't have to tell you anything. You know, that sort of approach when they get up to the checkpoint. I have a constitutional right not to tell you anything. Well, the Supreme Court has already ruled. They can ask you that question, and you can be compelled to answer that question. It's a simple question. If you're really an American, I'm proud that I'm an American citizen. I got no problem 
telling them that. That's the only question they asked me. Yeah, that that's just that's just obstructionist. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. These same people are yelling and screaming, secure our borders, but they get so offended when <laughs> they go how? through a check. <laughs> yeah. Are you an American citizen? I don't have to tell you anything. You should be securing our borders. Excuse me. That's exactly what they want to have their cake and eat it, too. Right. And hey, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Um, a, a number of years back, I heard and I was wondering, since you, you live down that way, if you could uh, uh, comment on this. Um, I had heard that the the Texas Rangers in particular, and I know you're not in Texas, but um, that they ended up, they were suffering um, quite a lot of casualties because of uh, because of illegal activity, uh, both by smugglers, human traffickers, but also the Mexican military. And I had heard at one point that that in one particular year we had like. 127 or so of our Texas Rangers um, that were that died in the line of duty? That I'm not sure of. I do know that there's been a number of Border Patrol officers that have been killed in the line of duty. Some of them were killed uh, by people who had firearms that were provided to them through that Operation Fast and Furious during Obama, the Obama administration. They traced those weapons right back to, uh, hmm. can't remember his name, the uh, Attorney General at the time, Eric something. Holder? Yeah, Eric Holder. Isn't it great that we can forget about those people now? <laughs> Some, right. as, and the time goes on and the name changes, but that's it. Um, so, yeah, I, I really couldn't comment on that as far as the Texas Rangers. I really don't know. Um, but, but with regards to Border Patrol. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, that, the, that, that has happened. People that have yeah, I don't know the exact number or anything. Um, going back, Jim, real quick to this one post, and this is what really, really set me off when I read this. And I'll, I'll give you my response to this post. I, I posted something very simple, and that's what it boils down to. The last line of this post said, America first. Okay, Jim, hold on to your seatbelt, because I know you're going to blow up on this one, too. Okay. America first is a theological heresy. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah, you took that better than one, I thought not, you would. <laughs> it's, 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 for starters, for starters, I, I love how people will use the word heresy for anything they disagree with. And mm-hmm. for starters, America First isn't even a commentary on matters that are theological. So how then could it be heresy? Right. It, it's not commenting on the deity of Christ, salvation by grace, any of the and any truth of Scripture. It's not commenting on any of that. It's simply saying that every country, and starting with ours, has a right to put our interests first. Provided that that remains, uh, uh, that's applied morally, there's no problem with that. And and, and here's the thing that's, that's kind of been missed within this whole line of malarkey. Is that the, the this country was founded upon godly principles. Not upon a religion, but upon the religion, uh, but, but upon the, the the general principles of Christianity. Yeah. Okay, so exactly how 
is any principle of saying, hey, you know what? These ideas make us better as a people. They secure our freedoms. They are accepting. They are uh, asserting the equality of every person on the planet as a person. How then is that heresy? This is this is somebody that's that's no. I'll tell you what I really think of him. Why don't you tell us what you really? Think? Yes, yeah. <laughs> tell us what you think, Jim. What you really tell you think? What, yeah. When somebody takes the Bible and attempts to use the Bible or use words like heresy um, to make a to, to to try to spiritualize a political point, guess what? That is heresy. You hijacked scripture to make a political point. It didn't comment on that. They didn't relate. These these do not run parallel. They do not intersect. What are you doing? Never mind. When I hear people like that, I put them on ignore. Yeah. You, you get it, to a it, point where you're just like, you know what? You are not worth arguing there, with. You you've You've removed yourself from the place of your opinion mattering to me. And and to me that that would be fine if like the individual was a complete stranger to me, uh, yeah I don't I don't play in that sandbox as somebody wants right. you know, but when it's somebody I know and I think it's worth educating, uh, I'll spend a little time with it. This was my response to that to that post. America first is a is a theological heresy. I posted under that stewardship is a biblical principle. Mm, good. And you can't argue with that. Um, you can't. I mean, but they did, didn't they? No, actually, they didn't. But they didn't like it either. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, so, because here's the thing. Yeah, there's a there's a difference in that ratio. Here's the here's what I'm trying to get at. Is that what is what is stewardship? It's being appreciative of what you've been given and and blessed with. Whether, whether it was given or worked for, either way, it was given by God to you, the opportunity to possess it. Yes. Stewardship is taking those gifts, those blessings, and protecting them. Doing all you can to cultivate them and make them grow. Our, feed, our freedoms right now need to be cultivated. They need to grow. Because right now, we've got people in America, some of them, are working in the White House and the Pentagon. They're doing everything they can to to put Roundup on our freedoms. Right. And that's a good way to put it, actually. So they need to be cultivated. They need to be grown. That's what stewardship is. When You know, when you get some money, some people say, um, I, I bought this, it was an investment. Well, what does that mean? Well, it means that you're going to use that to make more money. Or whatever you purchased, you expect it to go up in value. People buy new homes because it's an investment. What do they do with those new homes? They don't come in and throw dirt on the floor, and most people don't go in and start painting weird colors on their new house. Some do. That's a matter of taste. They don't start depreciating the value of their new home because they know that there might come a time when they need to sell it. They need to move. So what do you do to keep the value of that house? You take care of it. Right. You take care of it. Um, there, there's, that's what stewardship is. And this is... Let me say, add one more thing. Yeah, Jim. go right ahead. Sorry. 
Putting America first is stewardship. It's not racism or anything else. If our government wants to give a billion and a half dollars to some Mongolian uh, noodle stringers, I don't even know what that is, but, you know, pasta makers or whatever, in another country, because they're suffering from things, I don't have a problem with that as long as we don't have homeless veterans in the street. I don't have a problem with that as long as the medical bills of our veterans are taken care of. Let me just say this. I, I know this for a fact. There's a lot of homeless people out there that are there because they want to be there. They're lazy. They don't want a job. But I will venture a guess that for everyone like that, there's somebody there's somebody else, another homeless person, that would do anything for a few bucks for you or a meal. Yeah. They, they will. I've seen them. So to me, taking care of them is a biblical principle of stewardship. And in that case... Putting America first is synonymous with stewardship, and therefore it also is a biblical principle and cannot be theological heresy. I'm done. I rest my case. And in that, and in that respect, um, charity does begin at home. Yeah. Now, you, you use the analogy of Roundup. <laughs> How fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Because Roundup... Roundup has, uh, you know, it it kills weeds, right? It kills any plant that it touches. But the funny thing about Roundup is it doesn't just kill the weeds, does it? Not all the time, no. No, there's a lot of people right now that are going through court cases against Roundup. (laughs) Yep. With cancer because of Roundup. Okay, I'll extend that analogy to uh, everything that's trying to kill our freedoms. The people who uh, want to go against our freedoms... Uh, the people who are against America first, the people who are not for stewardship, when 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 our freedoms are gone, the people that are now complaining will no longer have the right to complain. So why don't you just go ahead and avoid the the, the Christmas rush and shut your screaming howler right now, because you're not making any sense. Yeah, Thomas Jefferson once said. With regards to uh, this subject, we're talking about stewardship, that the tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time Mm -hmm. with the blood of patriots and tyrants. Yeah. Yep. I I uh, go any further. Yeah. That was a founding father. That's what he said. Oh, we could we could do a six hour show on quotes of the founding fathers. (laughs) Right. And, uh, yeah, somebody out there would try to do their best to debunk them and fact-check them and everything else. But uh, speaking of fact-checking, did you see that picture, uh, that video I posted today on the Biscuits and Gravy Bunch page of Mark Zuckerberg? You're going to love this. Oh, yes. Yeah. Doing a little spear-throwing practice with ear protection. (laughs) Loved it. I saw that. I was laughing so hard. Did you see what what I posted under it? No. Probably the sound of a loud thud would hurt his little snowflake ears. <laughs> <laughs> was that was that actually him? Yeah, that's that's what I understand. Yeah. With so, throwing spears with with a he had the big earmuffs on like you prote- yeah. use when you're shooting firearms. With hearing yeah. protection. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that takes a special kind of silly. Maybe he didn't want to hear anybody laughing at him if he missed. He actually hit the target, came pretty close to the center. Actually, the second, I think the second one he threw, he actually hit a bullseye. 
It could be I only I don't thought I only saw him throwing one, but man, I could be wrong. So uh, anyway, yeah, that that one made my day when I saw that. Uh, unbelievable. I think, I think it was luck, but <laughs> yeah, probably like could have been luck. <laughs> well, he's the founder of of uh, Facebook, so you know he's got to have some luck, right? <laughs> it amazes me that some people who don't have the co- common sense that God gave a horse's tail. Um, it can be so successful in life. Yeah. It it really, really does amaze me. Um, and then, I mean, there's a difference between Mark Zuckerberg and Donald Trump. Um, I, I would assume Donald Trump has more wealth. I know he's got more common sense to some degree. It, Donald Trump has done some things in his past that I'm like, Ugh, you're going to regret sure that. You wouldn't have, bro. Yeah, yeah, that's going to come up in the news later. You're gonna, yeah, you know, we love you, but yeah, should have checked checked yourself on that one. Yep, and and he's come out and re- he, you know, there was something he before the last uh, the first election, there was something he said and he came out and he said, yeah, I said it and I was wrong and I apologize. Um, I remember that that was a specific apology. People say he doesn't apologize for anything. Yeah, he does. He he has before, maybe not for everything. Um. Probably not for the things they wanted, and that's and that's yeah. why they'll sit there and lie through their teeth and well, you never did. Yeah, well, it's been discussed that he may uh, run for Senate and then try to get Speaker of the House and impeach Biden. That would be a, that would be kind of funny. I you know I don't know how things play out. He's it's also been said that he uh, there's a possibility that he uh, could be back in the office uh, of of president you know, sometime in August. I heard the same thing. I don't know how that's even possible, but you know, sometimes I, I'm I'm force gump on those manners matters. I, I'm just I not wish, a smart man. But I'm just scared to get my hopes up. Well, I'm not going to get my hopes up. I, they, you know, here's the thing. I know that Congress has already certified the election, so I don't know how they could undo that. Uh, all the courts that Donald Trump has taken anything that he had uh, for fraud and. Uh, the theft of the election, they've all, all of them that I know of, have refused to hear the case. So if you can't get anything through a court, what are you going to do? You know, I don't know. I don't see I don't it happening. Know. As much as I'd like to see it in a perfect world, well, in a perfect world, we, he'd be in there six months ago. Right now. But yeah. Right. So um, at least that's my perfect world, I guess. I'm, I'm wondering who's going to run next time. I'm, I wonder if Trump will. Um, I kind of think he will, but if he doesn't, who will be the ne- who will be the next Trump? That's the question. Hmm. I don't know. I wouldn't mind seeing one of his kids in. Um, we'll just wait and see. Hey, you know what's coming up June twentieth? What's do you up know? Ju- uh, Father's Day? Yeah. Got any plans? Nope. No, <laughs> I don't yet. Not at this point. I don't yet. Um, I was thinking today, I get, you know, I, what would be the perfect Father's Day gift? I was just trying to think hmm. off the top of my head. You got any ideas? I got a couple. Hmm. What would you, you like go- for Father's Day? Oh. <laughs> a day alone. <laughs> Nothing. No, no. That would be Mother's no. Day. <laughs> um. Nothing. Nothing says loving like something goes blam, 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 blam. There you go. Yeah, there you go. So a couple ideas I came up with: beef jerky. Who? Do, what father wouldn't love some beef jerky, right? Your uh, favorite restaurant gift card. Some men like sporting events. A sporting events ticket. Um, me, 
there was a time. The problem with that is too many of these sporting games and associations and everything have gotten too politically involved when they should have just played the sport. Uh, right. A nice blend of coffee or or even chili. I'm, I'm a sucker for chili. Speaking of which, yeah, I finally got around to uh, trying Ooh. that six-gun chili. Good stuff, huh? Oh, that was phenomenal. I, I'm sit. I got to be honest. Yeah, you sent it to me, and I'm like, oh, okay. How how good could it possibly be? And then I made it. Yeah, it's not a chili. This is just a chili, chili. No, this is not just. A, this is just a chili, chili. This is this is good stuff. I ended up. I I I had it several different ways. Uh, one of which, normally when I have like a chili dog, uh huh, I normally don't have chili with the beans in it. Right. But um, one of the ways that I ended up having it was on a chili dog. With or without beans. With with the beans. I, oh, okay. I made it just the way it said right on the right on the box. Nice. Right right on the package. And and it was great by itself. It was great on on the chili dog. It was you know, I, I felt like I felt like a Dr. Seuss book. Yeah, right. <laughs> you, know? you can have it in a bowl, you can have it in a cup. <laughs> you can have it on your taters, you can have it on your eggs. Yeah. Yeah. That good, yeah. Yeah, it was good stuff. Speaking Six of eggs, chili. yeah, that dude, that is good stuff. I've had it two or three times. I love. It's fun to make. It's a it's a dad thing, kind of you know sit there and make that stuff. Um, speaking of eggs, though, my good friend Michael Shinneberry gifted me this week with twelve duck eggs. I've never had duck eggs before. Uh, have you? Um, no. I feel like I have, but I don't remember. Well. Uh, I'm, I'm anxious to try it. Uh, I'm, we're saving them for Saturday morning because uh, uh, so I'm going to cook one up and I'm going to eat it live on our YouTube TV channel, uh, which would be CowboyCherryTV.com. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Um, here's another uh, gift idea. A new barbecue grill, right? Or a smoker? What guy wouldn't love that, that for Father's yeah. Day? I I need a new smoker, by the way. I really do. I've been trying to hold off getting one until after we move, because it'd be just one more thing to move. But I'm telling you, I I miss smoking a good pork tenderloin. Two other items on my list, Jim. A pocket knife. Yes. Now, we could could talk about that for a minute. Uh, Let's do that. Let's talk about that. But first, I'll I'll mention the last item on my list. I think a dad would like to have this just for fun. If not, it'd be a keepsake he could pass down to his children later. A harmonica. It's yep. unique, kind of fun to play around with. Dads, you could do a lot of fun stuff with your kids and make them giggle and laugh if you ha- if you just had a harmonica. Now, going back to pocket knives. <laughs> do you think that men in general have quit carrying pocket knives? I don't know. <laughs> well, okay. I know I carry. I I do, too, every chance I can. Sometimes I walk out the door and forget one, and when I do, I always regret it later. Is it it a thing, you know, like men used to... Men used to buy dress shoes. Right. They don't so much anymore. And handkerchiefs, yeah. And and, and three-bladed Stockman knives. And even aftershave. Pocket watches. That sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, so I think... Aqua Velva. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I used to tell a friend of mine that when I uh, eventually some of the one of these days I'm going to buy me a light blue Volvo for for a car to drive around. And why not? Why a light blue uh, Volvo? 
I said, because there's something about an Aqua Volvo man. Oh, uh, but no. Anyway, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'll, I'll just show my way out now. Uh, so... <laughs> Elvis um, has left the building. Yeah. No, it was just Jason. Yeah. So anyway, there, there's things that I think uh, men, we saw that our, our grandparents do, our parents and our grandparents, our dads and our grandpas do that, you know, we just don't see anymore, you know? And uh, I think it's kind of, uh, I, I don't know if it's the device of the man, you know, the manliness or anything. I, I think our culture's in change, been changed. You know, I remember watching my dad and my grandfather shave with a straight air razor. You know, the kind that fold out like a yep. like a pocket knife. I've thought about. It. Have you ever shaved with one of those things? Um, I've I've been shaved with one before. I didn't um, do it, folks. No, <laughs> no, that would just be awkward. Yeah. Um, no, it was at, sitting uh, in a barber chair. Was, yeah, sitting in a barber chair. Yeah. Um, I've seen my, my dad and my grandpa shave with those a long time ago. Um, I'd be afraid I'd cut my neck with one of those, honestly. Now, I have shaved with one of those safety razors, you know, that the, the double-sided blade pops in and out of. Now, there's a um, there's a hybrid between those two. Yeah? Have you ever heard of a Rolls razor? No, I have not. They're, they're really pretty interesting. My dad, at least he used to, uh, had a couple of them. They sit in a container that looks like a, um, you remember the containers of pickled herring? Yeah, yeah, like a sardine can? Yeah, kind of yeah. like, but they were flat, right? Yeah. Well, it's it's like that, only it's it's bigger and it's longer. And a Rolls razor, you'd have this this handle on the inside of the of, of this of this stainless steel container, it would have a stone on either side. And you would roll the razor one way and it would flap over and it would drag itself along the along the stone and you'd pull it back towards you and it'd flap the other way. Interesting. And it would drag across the stone. Well, you'd take this and it was a it was a heavy duty piece of good carbon steel. Very, very, very nicely uh, manufactured. And and you would take this blade after this was all stoned and it had you could take one side off and then and then put that back on and put the other side take the other side off and so you had two different stones with two different grits okay and then you take this blade out and it had a holder and you'd put it in the holder and you would shave with it interesting that's called a rolls razor it's like a cross between a a safety razor and a um and a, a straight razor can you still get those Oh, I would imagine not. I think those are. I think those are like an item you'd see in a uh, an antique store on eBay. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, but you're talking about pocket <clears throat> knives. Do you have a Do you have a favorite Ooh. pocket <laughs> knife or a favorite uh, company that you like to buy from? Oh man, uh, that's really really hard to say. I I uh, I used to collect them, and uh, I haven't I haven't bought one in a long time. Uh boy, which one's my favorite? That's so hard to tell. I have isn't it so many? Yeah, I have one. Um, that is, uh, I'm trying to remember who who made it, but it it is really super fast. Um, uh, you know, it's because some of them have that spring loaded mechanism yep. in them, it's, like an assisted. Yeah, assisted spring loaded, but th- they it is super super fast. I bought one that I got an ad for one time. 
And it was it said guaranteed to be the fastest knife you've ever seen, spring loaded. And it was free. You know, you know you're gonna have fun when you get something that says free, just pay shipping and handling. Right. Usually the shipping and handling is more than what the item's worth. Um so I thought, well, why not? I'm collecting knives. So I I ordered this knife and I got it, and it was it was fast, but it wasn't anything to, you know, to talk right about. about. Yeah. Okay. Not only that, but when you opened it up, the little locking mechanism would go in further than it was supposed to, and you couldn't just push down on it with your thumb to unlock it and fold it back up. It required a key or a screwdriver, which, that's pointless to me. So I wasn't too impressed with that. I get emails from that company every week asking me to try out their new knife, whatever it might be. Uh, I just kind of, it, it just sits there anyway. But uh, yeah, I, 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 won't, I couldn't tell you if I have a favorite one or not, because um, I've got so you- many company you need to check out and they're yeah. a little bit they're a little bit more expensive but you're not like pinned down having to to buy their most expensive knife in order to have something uh of, of quality um have you ever heard of columbia river knife and tool company no i have not um they're kind of in the they're kind of in the middle in terms of their price but their quality is top notch huh. um I'll, and they've I'll got check that out yeah they've got a lot of very very cool knives um here a little while back i bought um i bought an axe from them okay uh their berserker axe um and uh, they, they make they make good products in fact that the my everyday carry is a is an older version of the crawford casper um knife that they put out uh they stopped making it for a while and then it ended up coming back out and then it went back away and i saw them come up on uh, ebay uh-huh um, for a fraction of their normal cost, and I snagged two of them. Oh, nice! So, I'm set for a while. And the first one that I got, I I had to. I think I carried that thing for 12 or 15 years before it showed any significant signs of wear. And I and like I say, that was my daily carry. Hmm. Huh. So now with with two in the with two in the barrel, so to speak. Right. Um. You know, I'm 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 gonna be set for a little bit. Well, you know, here's a game you can play with your your little young men if you're a father and you've got a young man. I the, this just came to mind. There was a guy in our church, I'll never forget him, but he used to play this game with me and I he was talking about how he played this when he was a kid with a guy in his church, I believe it was. And it was called pocket knife swap. And what you do is you get you got a pocket knife or whatever, you ask a guy if he wants to swap knives and you would clench the knife in your hand so he couldn't see it. You would hold one hand out, clench the other knife in the other hand. And on the count of three, you guys would swap knives. And you never knew if you were going to get a good knife or, you know, get the better end of the deal or not. Right. And he was talking about when he was a kid, he would find the rattiest old knives, you know, and and do this knife swap with this guy. And uh, he always came out the better end of the bargain. So I thought, okay, I'm going to do that too. So I found me a ratty old pocket knife, and I asked him if he wanted to play. It was a couple months after he had told his story. He said, sure. Reached into his pocket. Had a pretty nice knife, and I had this ratty old pocket knife that had, you know, half the faux pearl side lost on one end of it, on one side of it, and it was rusty, and, you know, I I swapped pocket knives with him, and I giggled and laughed. I got the better end of the deal. He said, I'll get you next time. I'll get you next time. So, a couple months later, I don't know. One of us went to the other one and said, hey, you want to play again? I don't know if it was me or him. Sure. So we played, and I always ended up getting the better end of the deal. Another guy in the church came up to me and says, you know, he, he does that on purpose. 
he gets a kick out of giving you the better knife. <laughs> it took the joy out of my <laughs> out of your yeah. out of your conniving. <laughs> I, I thought I was I was really pulling one over on him. So I love it. I started swapping knives with him, and really, uh, you know, some of the knives that he gave me, I'd swap them back. You know, just uh. So anyway, we did that probably from the time I was about twelve or thirteen until I was about fifteen, I think. So, but yeah, good good stuff. Speaking of Father's Day, Jim, real quick, this is interesting. Father's Day is the fourth largest card sending occasion. Seventy two million cards are given every year. Now, I read this next thing, and I, it blew my mind because I, I couldn't figure out. It didn't make sense to me. 50% of all Father's Day cards are purchased for fathers. Who do you think the other percentage are purchased for? Hmm. I, I thought, when I first thought this, well, how? why would you give... Single mothers? Uh, no, actually, they're given to husbands from the mothers. Uh, think about oh. that. You know, just the way it was worded, I was like, hmm, still a father, but I get it. Anyway. Uh, Sonora Smart Dodd of Spokane, Washington, is credited with starting Father's Day after hearing a sermon on Mother's Day while attending church with her father. Dodd wanted to honor her father, William Jackson Smart, a Civil War veteran who raised six children on his own after his wife died during childbirth. Consumer spending on Father's Day is expected to rise to an all-time record this year, uh, close to $17 billion was spent in 2020. It's supposed to go higher than that this year. So, there you go. There's a little Father's Day trivia for you. Now, I've got one other thing for you, Jim, unless you have any any further thoughts on Father's Day. Mm, nothing springs to mind. Okay, I'm going to give you a Father's Day gift right now. And I want uh -oh. you to make, make mental note of this, okay? I invented something this week. At least I'd, I'll take credit for it, whether I did or not. I made a sandwich, and I, I at first I thought I would I would call the sandwich the Geminator, and then I remembered no that name's already been taken. So this the name of this sandwich is called the the Tularosa Yardbird. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It requires two pieces of uh, rye bread, one piece of chicken fried steak or a, or a chicken fritter, one fried egg. One slice of cheese, preferably Pepper Jack or Colby. And then the second and final piece of the puzzle is a little bit of light ketchup or, if you have it, some Chick-fil-A sauce. Oh. And uh, I, I had this last Saturday, and uh, I thought for a minute there uh, that I was going to have to do some cartwheels. It was that good. So, nice. Yeah, you try that again. I'll, I'll post that the little recipe on the on the website. Uh, well, in in the show notes, that's where I'll put it. So, anyway, Jim, you got any uh, thing you want to say, Rad? We're about out of time. Can oh, you believe goodness. that? Can you believe that? I just came and went. It did. Uh, nothing comes to mind. I'm. I'm. You're I'm, speechless. I'm spent. No, come on, Jim. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> So, hey, uh, just for a little background for fun, since we got another minute or two here, uh, those of you that may not know, and of course this is at our website, at ourfantasticwebsite.com, but Jim and I uh, met years ago, 1989, correct? I believe it was. 
It's been a long time. It's been a long time. Actually, his girlfriend at the at the time was the first person I met when I attended the Bible college that we both went to. I'll never forget. She went in there, and I'll be honest with you, Jim. I sat down next to this pretty young girl, and I saw her face before I saw anything else, and I thought, oh, now there's somebody I'd like to get to know. And then I looked down and saw that she was wearing your jacket. <clears throat> yeah. So anyway, I thought, well, I'll just sign these registration papers and get to class, and maybe I'll meet somebody else who's not wearing a letter jacket. Uh, you probably remember that jacket, don't you? I, I do. What sport did you play that won you that jacket? Actually, I didn't. Oh, I, it wasn't. It wasn't actually a letter. It, that was, um, that was from uh, Hale, Michigan. Okay. And I just I flat out bought the jacket. When okay. I went to when I went to high school up there. I remember it was blue, wasn't it? Yep, blue with yep. white sleeves. Yep, that's right. I remember that. So, uh, but but Jim and I, uh, I had several. One or two roommates before Jim, and then they they paired me and Jim up, which was a huge mistake on their part. Yep. Uh, we had a lot of fun. We'd run around together. We would play with two way radios. Uh, we I, I don't know if you remember this. We ran a wire out to a fence one time trying to ground an antenna, and it was in the snow. And we scared yeah. we scared some girls because they thought there was a, somebody had planted a, a bomb in the basement <laughs> of the dormitory. I don't quite remember the bomb part. Yeah, I. But I do remember us being able to reach out. Um, I remember one night we reached out. Of course, we were running CBs at the time, where you're supposed to get about a mile per watt. Yeah, there and were these five would run watts. About five watts. Yeah. And we reached out one time, at least according to the fellow we talked to. He said he was twelve, eleven, twelve miles away from us. Not too shabby. Not so. too shabby. Well, Jim, it is time to uh, close out the show. I would like to remind you to make a friend this week, spend some time with your kids, drink your Ovaltine, and for Pete's sake, please don't tip any more cows. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Jim? And please, turn on your Amber Alerts, the life you save, maybe someone that you know. We'll see you next time right here on the Biscuits and Gravy Show. Good night, everybody. 